Diagwich, my friends. I'm Katie Nolan, and this is Unsolicited Podcast Opinions, the show where you get more than my two cents, you get the whole damn dollar. I like podcasts. I like talking about podcasts. I like deconstructing podcasts in such granular detail that my housemates duct tape my mouth shut. Of course, you would never do that to me, dear listener. Because you can't. In this series, I'm sharing it all. The opinions nobody asked for. The tangents nobody could have anticipated. And fully annotated episode transcripts. With footnotes and everything. Because I'm a nerd with an anxiety disorder. I cite my sources. Today, I want to talk about double love which describes itself as the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I fucking love this show. Seriously. I've probably listened to it all the way through three or four times. And some favorite episodes? Even more than that. I even designed my entire Animal Crossing island around it. The dream address is in the show notes, for anyone who still plays. During the worst parts of the pandemic, Double Love became my happy place. The hosts keep me company, they make me laugh. But what I really love is that they make me think. I mean, they don't force me, but I've been chewing on this show since I started listening in May 2021, and I'm still finding new concepts to explore and ideas to consider. Now, if you didn't consume YA literature in the 80s and 90s, you may be wondering, what on earth is Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley High is an entire universe of novels by Francine Pascal, first published in 1983. It follows identical twins Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield and their absurdly dramatic lives, filled with multiple kidnappings, drug overdose deaths, serial killers, murdered boyfriends. We're expected to believe this is the perfect idyllic American town, by the way, and that these girls live charmed lives. The credited author, Francine Pascal, started her writing career on The Young Marrieds, a soap opera that ran on ABC from 1964 to 1966. In 1977, at the age of 39, she published her first young adult novel, Hanging Out with Cece. It was popular enough to get two sequels and adapted into the after-school special My Mother Was Never a Kid in 1981. Riding high on that success, she began pitching a soap opera about high schoolers to television networks, but they weren't biting. Evidently, according to her, They said it was too girly. Fuck that. So instead, Pascal took that nugget of an idea and transformed it into her next book series, Sweet Valley High. Now, you may have noticed I called her the credited author earlier, and that's because she didn't actually write any of the Sweet Valley books. She developed the character bibles, and she built the basic story beats for each book, but she handed all of that off to a team of ghostwriters who are collectively known as Kate William. Why you need a nom de plume for ghostwriters when everything is already published under another person's name, I don't know. 
It may have been part of a larger trend in the 80s and 90s. Uh, certain forms of entertainment were considered lowbrow and thus were treated like products instead of art. Uh, this was particularly prevalent in the video games industry, but I really have not been able to find any kind of answer regarding books. Anyway, Sweet Valley High was wildly successful. It wasn't just a book series. It was an entire franchise. It has seven spin-off book series and two standalone sequels. So a grand total of 527 books, assuming I did my math right. According to a CNN article, as of 2011, the books had been translated into 25 different languages and sold 150 million copies worldwide. And it wasn't just books. It got four puzzles, a board game, graphic novels, and it was adapted into a syndicated TV series that ran for 88 episodes. It was huge. Hell, it still is. As recently as 2021, the CW has talked about rebooting the TV series, and the Sweet Valley Twins graphic novel series launched just a few months ago, November 2022, for those tuning in from the future. So, of course there are podcasts about it. Seven that I found at time of recording. But Double Love is both the longest running and one of the few still publishing new episodes. It's hosted by Anna Carey, a journalist and young adult author, and Karen Moynihan, a freelance graphic designer. In a special Q&A episode for their four-year anniversary, Anna explains that she got the idea for the series while listening to another recap podcast. They were recapping one of the Sweet Valley books and it, it was sort of not linear enough. Like I was thinking, Jesus, I have, I have read that book a very long time ago and I would be a bit confused because you know, they were being funny, but it was, they weren't sort of telling the story. So I think if you didn't know it, it would be slightly confusing. She wanted to do a Sweet Valley recap podcast in the style of the late lamented website, Television Without Pity, which was originally known as Dawson's Rap. You can think of it like Cliff's Notes for TV shows, but much longer and with lots of snarky commentary. As for Karen, she was already writing a Sweet Valley recap blog, making her an obvious choice for co-host. The two say they were friendly acquaintances when they started the podcast in 2017. Uh, Ireland is a small country, and both being Irish bloggers, you couldn't help but know each other. Uh, but you wouldn't be able to tell that from listening to the show. They come off as the absolute best of friends right from the beginning. Together, they approached Headstuff, an entertainment company in Dublin that had a recording studio and a successful network of podcast series. We, we did. The two of us, we came in all excited with like arms full of Sweet Valley High books and just like battled for like 20 minutes at poor Alan who was just like, what is happening? <laughs> I think I've heard of these books. You seem really excited. I think we might give this a go. <laughs> you can hear the difference being produced by a professional studio mix. The audio quality isn't just great. It's consistently great. You don't hear the audio editor's journey from amateur to pro, 
or a switch from a cheap mic to a slightly more expensive one when you have a bit more money in your wallet. Hell, you don't even really hear a difference between what's recorded in studio versus recorded at home during the early years of the pandemic. Maybe a little awkwardness in how Anna and Karen talk to each other as they learn to communicate over Zoom, but from a technical perspective, chef's kiss. You can also tell that they worked with an excellent producer in the development stage because the structure of the podcast episodes has been consistent from day one. They do. Host introductions and the book title. They describe the cover art of the book they're talking about. They read the front tagline. They read the back blurb. And there's commentary on all of that. Uh, Then they go through a very detailed recapping of the book. And at the end, they have this cute little segment called Stats and Outfits, where they count things like how many times the twins' blue eyes, like the Pacific Ocean, are mentioned, or how many times someone runs from the room crying, the sort of silly little things that just keep cropping up and are kind of notable. And of course, whatever fun, cool 80s, 90s outfits that are described in the books. As time permits, uh, they will share any listener feedback or cool conversations that are happening on their social media, and they will tease out for the next episode. So there's no learning curve or experimenting with different structures to see what fits. They hit the ground running. And I think having this firm structure is what lets the podcast be completely unscripted. Anna and Karen take notes while reading the books so they can coherently recap the plot, but they're speaking entirely off the cuff, and they're only reading when they're quoting from the book. This gives the episodes a really great energy and some amount of chaos, like this exchange from episode 78. Well, everyone's excited about uh, this this new uh, band on the block. They're called... Badger Beat. Ooh, I think it's, is it not Badger Beat? Oh, you're right. Sorry, it is. Uh, that is how the, the actual word is pronounced. <laughs> Badger Beat. <laughs> they go around baiting badgers with dicks. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's, uh, I think it, what does it, it means, um, does it sort of mean babe or something? Or am I getting it wrong? What, um, um I thought it was to do with the Bahamas, no? I thought it was a Spanish word. Oh. Like Baja. They spend another two minutes googling the etymology of the word. And for me, diversions like this are a huge part of the show's charm. I don't feel like I'm being performed to by a comedian. I feel like I'm in a boisterous conversation with my friends, with all the strange tangents and random Google rabbit holes along the way. That being said, one thing which has changed over the course of its five-year run is the episode length. The series started running at about an hour, but that runtime has been creeping up. More recent episodes have been anywhere from two and a half to three hours, and they had to split one of the books they covered, The Evil Twin, into two episodes, which, when you add them together, are six hours long. I'm not sure whether they're recording more material, editing less material out of the episodes, or if the books were just getting longer and need more time to be covered. Because there's a lot to unpack in these books. 
Young adult fiction, especially work intended for teenage girls, is a cultural battlefield, a place where we can clearly see the tension between new and old, between transformation and tradition. Francine Pascal says she intentionally made Elizabeth and Jessica, the main characters of the series, girls, because she wanted to do something where the girls drove the action. Sprinkled in a series packed with body doubles, crazed killers, and other soap opera tropes are books that deal with rape culture, racism, disability, and more. How well the books handle those topics, well, that's also part of the cultural battlefield. Double Love isn't unique in taking a critical lens to a popular work. Dawson's Rap, the humorous recap blog that inspired the show, inspired many other writers as well. In a 2014 article for Refinery29, writer Kelsey Miller says, Dawson's Rap is what taught me how to hate watch. It's what showed me that TV writing, even when it's about loathsome, cheesy teen dramas, can be great. That term, hate watch, really stuck out to me. Double Love takes the piss, as the host would say, on the Sweet Valley High series, but they aren't hate reading. But if you ever did a pod, another podcast asked Waferoke uh, again with another series of books, which series would you choose? Hmm. hmm. I don't know if there's any other series I feel have quite the same feelings towards <laughs> that, that we feel this strongly about. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of anything? God, I can't. Like, uh, yeah. No, like Sweet Valley is really the one that has a hold on me, I have to say. Mm. And I think it hits a sweet spot that it's genuinely entertaining, but it's got the sort of love to hate vibe as well. Because mm. a lot of things that you, you know, one loves to hate are, you can't keep that going. You know, they're, they're not, you can't love to hate it that much. Uh, True, or it, yeah. It's, it just gets tedious after a while. Where Sweet Valley hits that spot of being still entertaining, even though you're like, oh my God, this is stupid. But yeah. you still want to know what enjoyable. happens. Yeah. So. <laughs> the community that Anna and Karen have built around the podcast is full of people who genuinely loved the books in their youth, but who are also having a lot of fun looking back at those beloved books and going, Holy shit, that was fucked up. Sarah Saroy at the University of Winnipeg wrote in her paper on the podcast, Rather than simply reading Sweet Valley High for entertainment, as was the intent of its creators, or ripping it apart as critics typically do, the hosts have reclaimed the stories in a humorous way. They appreciate the novels for their entertainment value, but also understand how to use them as a tool to entertain and educate. I particularly like Sarah's point about reclaiming the stories, because to reclaim something is to transform it. I am able to identify as queer because activists before me reclaimed the term, transforming it from a slur into a badge of pride, an identity that fits me way better than any other letter in our rainbow acronym. In that kind of vein, I've been struck by the notion that Double Love isn't so much a commentary on the Sweet Valley series as it is a form of adaptation. You don't have to know anything about Sweet Valley to enjoy the series, just like you can love the Lord of the Rings films without ever having gone near Tolkien's writing. 
Like, I didn't read Sweet Valley High growing up, or ever finish The Two Towers. I was all in on The Babysitter's Club, then Tamara Pierce and Jane Austen. So I came across Double Love in an ad on another Irish podcast and started listening to it because I liked their vibe and not because I had any reason to care about Sweet Valley High. And part of that vibe and part of what makes this show so special, I think, is because it is an Irish podcast. It's practically a truism that travel expands your mind And honestly, I think it's overrated. Or maybe not overrated, but you get what you put into it. I spent a few days in Lisbon with my mother, and I didn't do much more than a hop-on, hop-off bus tour. I was limited by my shyness and anxiety, and my inability to speak Portuguese. I enjoyed the city's beauty and learned a little about its history, but I didn't come back changed in any way. Double Love has changed me and expanded my thinking. I've spent hundreds of hours with these Irish women. They've taught me slang, exposed me to regional differences, and shown me what it's like to be a teenager growing up on the Isle. Maybe more importantly, they've forced me to look at my culture through their eyes. I can't help but reflect on myself, my beliefs, what's invisible to me because it's quote-unquote normal, because they are commenting on it. Things like the outrage over teens drinking, the shock and horror when the twins' brother Stephen gets a girl as a roommate in college, they struck me as completely normal. Like, not opinions I agree with, but Nothing that it would have occurred to me to comment on. It's fascinating and kind of humbling to see America through Irish eyes. And I really appreciate that. I love that this podcast tells me stories, makes me laugh, and helps me reflect. So that's my case for Double Love. If you want to give Double Love a try, I recommend starting from the beginning. The earlier episodes are shorter and less of a commitment. And if you love those, you're going to love the later ones. You could also try episode 85, Amy's True Love, where they shake up the format just a little bit by having the hosts of another podcast, Sissy That Pod, as guests. I really enjoyed getting the Sissy That Pod hosts' thoughts on the book because They haven't read any other Sweet Valley book, and they had some hilariously different opinions on characters from Anna and Karen. And finally, I have to give a shout out to episode 56, Murder in Paradise, because it's not only the most ridiculous plot in the history of ridiculous plots, but Anna and Karen gushed about my Animal Crossing island themed around double love, and it's nice to be appreciated. If you appreciated this episode, please subscribe. You'll get a fresh batch of steaming hot podcast opinions every other week. And if you opt for a paid subscription, you'll get exclusive behind-the-scenes content and even more opinions. Just go to unsolicitedpod.com. You can also share your own opinions by emailing katie at unsolicitedpod.com 
or following Unsolicited Podcast Opinions on Instagram. Unsolicited Podcast Opinions is written and produced by yours truly, who puts the Katie Nolan in Katie Nolan Studio. It's executive produced by the incomparable Alicia Green. Say hi, Alicia. Hello. Special thanks to Sarah Saroy for sharing her paper, Fighting the Patriarchy with 1980s Teen Fiction. Until next time, friends.